In a partnership with the Westward Ho, Dr. Rosemary Dombrowski has led a class of ASU students in teaching a series of therapeutic poetry workshops for the building's residents, creating both a sense of community and empathy for all involved. I video chatted with Dr. Dombrowski to see what went into this project and the value of connecting the humanities and medicine. I'm Rosemary Dombrowski. I'm the inaugural Poet Laureate of Phoenix, and I'm also a principal lecturer on ASU's downtown campus. I have a contract with Barrett Honors College to teach a course called Poetry and Medicine, and we've spent the semester in more of a seminar-style classroom. We've read a lot of poetry from the 19th century to the present where poetry and medicine intersects, either because the poets were physicians or the poets were patients or the poets were delving into medical subjects. We've talked about how the intersection of poetry and medicine in the 20th century has started to change the landscape of poetry yet again, uh, sort of starting with the confessional school in the 1950s. Uh, that was a school of poets that included Robert Lowell, Sylvia Plath, and Sexton, uh, they were all writing very freely and confessionally about their mental illnesses and their time in psychiatric institutes. And I think that's when the tide started to turn again in the 20th century. Donald Hall, certainly in the later part of the 20th century, then started writing about his wife, Jane Kenyon's cancer treatment. They were both poets. Ironically, they both had cancer and they wrote about each other's treat in their poems. After she passed, he wrote a long collection called Without that also immortalized not just her, but the journey. And I think if we can't talk about these things in the container of poetry, then we don't have much chance as a society to have open and free discussions about these difficult subjects. So what I'm trying to teach my students in the poetry and medicine class is that as future healthcare providers, we sort of have an obligation to both ourselves and our patients to create a space where we can process illness, where we can process disease, where we can process what's happening to our bodies and what's happening to us emotionally. And and the territory of poetry sort of forces us into that space. And I think I've sold just about all of them on that concept. And so what we're doing now is we're moving into a, a portion of the course called uh, therapeutic poetry. And we're starting to conduct workshops on the benefits of poetry in both clinical and non-clinical setting. And uh, I sort of piloted that by coming into the classroom and conducting a therapeutic poetry workshop with my students. Then they broke into four groups and started constructing their own workshops based on the audiences that they were going to be presenting them to. So half of my class is conducting therapeutic workshops at the U of A Med School, and the other half will be conducting the workshops at the Westward Ho. How did you get connected with Westward Ho? I have a mentor in the Watts College named Dale Larson, and he put me in contact with the ASU entities that run the Westward Ho program, which is an extension of the Watts College. And so what typically happens at the Westward Ho is that students who are working on projects, who are working in internships and need to sort of pilot those projects with a population, oftentimes will take that project into the Westward Ho, which is not necessarily a medical facility, but a lot of their residents do receive some degree of medical care. From what I understand, most of them are elderly. Some of them suffer from physical disabilities, some of them mental. And again, it's not a care facility, but 
but it's funded in some way so that the patients receive the medical treatment that they need. And I think a lot of the partnerships are with more uh, STEM-type programs, not just the Watts College, not just public programs, but nursing as well, I know, has a stake in Westward Ho, and I know a lot of the nursing students do a rotation through the Westward Ho. So what's the draw of poetry then for this population? Well, a lot of them are creative. They've been creative their entire lives. Uh, They don't necessarily have the opportunity to express themselves as much as maybe they did when they were younger. I think as we age in our society, we tend to lose a sense of agency. We tend to lose uh, our sort of sense of importance, you know, the role that we previously played in our communities. And so it's important if we're talking about aging with dignity, if we're talking about aging in a healthful way, to make sure that our aging population also has access to the arts and storytelling and uh, a form of expression. We want them to tell their stories so that we can kind of commemorate their stories as being part of our community. So what inspired the project for you? I've been teaching therapeutic poetry workshops for probably around three years now. I started some of mine with the Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, uh, so I've taught a couple of classes for the Osher population on therapeutic poetry, and I've also conducted workshops at conferences. I recently did the ASU Women in Leadership Conference. I think poetic therapy is for every population because it's really about self-care. It's really about understanding our emotions, processing our emotions, processing the turmoil of our lives, our relationships, our bodies, our illnesses. And oftentimes we don't take the space, we don't carve out the space to do that. And if we decide that we're going to write, we're giving ourselves that space on a regular basis. If we don't decide to write, then we may never be giving ourselves that space because we'll fill that space with other inane things. <laughs> All the, the kind of busyness of a daily life will creep in and we'll take up the trash as opposed to processing our feelings. So I think it's important for the health of our community. I think it's important for the health of our society at large. And certainly in this um, age of Trump, poetry has seen a resurgence both within our community and I think in the general public around the country. And that's likely because people are feeling marginalized. People are not feeling heard. People want to be able to share their stories and process their turmoil. Poetry is something that's accessible to most people because you just need to use language. It's not like an art form where you need special tools or special equipment. It's not a costly thing to produce. It's really just a practice of self-care. I sort of liken it to yoga. (laughs) That doesn't mean you're going to be a professional poet just because you practice therapeutic poetry, but it certainly has health benefits. And I think more importantly, it's something that, again, gives us all a sense of agency. So what are your expectations with the project? I think I'm hoping that I can send future healthcare providers into the world, knowing that poetry can play an important role in their practice, whether that means that they have poetry books in the waiting room, collections of poetry in the waiting room, whether that means that with discharge papers, they're also including some questions for reflection, some writing prompts. That might just mean 10 years from now that my students are healthcare practitioners practicing the art of poetry themselves and reminding themselves on a daily basis that their patients are human and that they need to continue to generate empathy for them. That's what poetry teaches medical school students to do, to be in an empathetic space. And so if nothing else, we're still doing the work that Harvard Med School is doing, which is mandating that their medical students take a poetry class in order to practice empathy. So at the very least, I think that's going to happen. And I'd say at the very most, 
we're going to start seeing collections of poetry about illness, about grief, about death in waiting rooms. I think that's essential. That's the kind of reading we should be doing instead of reading trash tabloids like People Magazine in the waiting rooms. I also sat down with one of the students involved in the poetry and medicine course who had just come from leading the first workshop. Hi, my name is Emiliano Spino. I am a uh, senior at Arizona State University, about to graduate this December. I am a part of the College of Health Solutions under the Science of Healthcare Delivery program, and I am in the class for English 394. Tell me a little bit about the poetry and medicine class. Uh, one of the things that Dr. Dombrowski is really interested in is how, how can poetry help uh, with different kinds of pains and how can she, you use poetry to heal different things more importantly how can you heal your mental pains your mental health pains and what can you do uh, with poetry poetry is one of those subjects that's really interesting because it makes people go into a vulnerability because you really hone in on your on your senses and your feelings and so with this we looked at different poets who were on the medical side so we had looked at Raphael Campo uh, William Carlos Williams a couple of big doctors who were poets. And then we also look at patients who became poets as well. One of the biggest ones is Ostricker. She was a breast cancer patient and she wrote a lot about her experience with breast cancer. Had you done poetry before you took this class? I did, actually. I did. I took another class with Dr. Dombrowski. She is one of my favorite professors I've taken at the university. Uh, she was actually my freshman, my English 102 teacher, and then I ended up taking another class with her. It was intermediate poetry uh, workshop class. And then I ended up taking her again because, you know, it's my last semester and I just wanted to give her a thank you and really wanted to take her class again. And she's just an amazing professor who's given a lot to me. So the class is involved with doing workshops at Westward Ho, right? Yeah, so today was actually our first workshop um, and I helped conduct that one. So yeah, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, Westward Ho was one of our big projects that we wanted, really wanted to work on. Can you tell me a little bit about the project? As you know, Westward Ho is a building owned by Arizona State University. Not owned by Arizona State, but it has a, a space within Westward Ho which is a facility that provides low-income housing for those who are who need it. Uh, the Westward Ho is, is diverse. It's a really diverse background, you know. There's a lot of people from different backgrounds, from economic situations that happen, mental health uh, situations that happen. And so we, re we really wanted to reach out to the, that community because, like I said before, uh, poetry opens up something in people. It, it allows you to be vulnerable in your writing. It allows you to stop thinking for a minute and just think about what's what's around you. And the residents at, at Westward Ho, they have so much going around, around them. And so we wanted to bring something that allowed them to think of what happened in their past. How can they hone in on what happened in their past, what it's going on right now, and just write. Because, you know, writing, I've learned, is a therapeutic manner. We really wanted to reach out to them because it was a it was something that we believe that can help them. We understand that they go through a lot, they've been through a lot, and just opening that with that vulnerability allows them to reflect what's, what's going on in their life. Tell me a little bit about how it went today. Kind of walk me through the workshop. <laughs> so it was our first one. Um, we did have one person who came in. She was an amazing, she was already a poet. She was, wow. an, she was a poet uh, and she, she astounded me. She astounded the whole my group. She astounded Dr. Dombrowski. She was talking about, she's already a poet. And we were just talking about it. And she really, really opened up to us. And honestly gave us a lot of feedback on our presentation and what we can do to better for our next presentation because we do have one coming, another one coming up with another group. And so she was just sitting there and she gave a poem. She, we, uh, so we had our, our theme was about a community 
community and uh, the art of healing through poetry. And we brought them together. Uh, having a, a community like Westward Ho, where a lot of people don't know each other because they don't really talk to each other. And bringing poetry to them allows them to tell it all their stories and allows for them to know each other. Bringing those three themes of art of healing through poetry, communication through poetry, and then community, just bringing those three together. Uh, we didn't, it didn't go as planned. It was a really good reflection period. Um, we did have a couple people from ASU there, and they really like were astounded with the presentation. They're like, we, they, they felt like they could do a lot with poetry in their lives as well. Uh, and she felt she, she was like giving us a lot of feedback, and it was a really, really great presentation, even though it wasn't what we wanted. Um, but she really gave us a lot of feedback, and we believe that we can bring it back for the next um, presentation for the next group to revamp it and see if we can get more people. So your class was kind of the guinea pig of this project. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were, and I was really happy to be a part of it. Um, I reached out to her. She's, I'm like, hey, I want to take one more class with you. And I'm not a Barrett student, and so this was only open to Barrett, and she opened it for me as an English class. But I was really excited because she knew how much I love poetry. I love poetry and just just connecting medicine. One of the biggest things we've been talking about in this class is medical humanities. Not a lot of people focus on that. And so it was really interesting just to see all that. So yeah, we were the guinea pigs and I'm, I'm grateful to be a part of the, that group. Um, that class is amazing. She's an amazing professor. And just like we were learning as we went, she was learning as she went too. And so it was, it was a learning experience for, for not only the class, but for her. So she can definitely see what she can do to keep going for the next couple semesters. It sounds like class had a big impact on you. Yeah, yeah, it is. It does. Uh, I deal with a lot of mental health, uh, like anxiety, and so uh, just learning how I can work with it with poetry has been been really great. So it has been a really big part of my life. She's been a part, big part of my life. Just being in this class and meeting a lot of people who we wouldn't thought who would we wouldn't have thought those kind of students that we have right now be in that class. But we were we all came in with like an interest for poetry, but like how do we connect it to medicine? You know. And so we connected it together and it's coming out perfectly as we want to. We're working to fulfill uh, a need that needs to be filled. As a person who's in the healthcare system, I've seen doctors not be receptive to their patients and teaching the future generation of doctors to be more receptive to their patients through hum humanity just in general. We, re we really wanted to learn about in this class. Because a lot of the people actually in our classes just want to be doctors. Most of them are like medical studies majors or pre-med. And so they're like, want to be doctors. And so just being exposed to like not going by the book all the time and just like working with patients personally can help them a lot. For the State Press, I'm Kate Orda.